Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today we have Kleena Griffin, the founder of Born Free Birthing and Houston Placenta Services. Kleena is a certified and experienced hypnobirthing educator, master trainer, and faculty member of the Hypnobirthing Institute. She is also proudly Houston, Texas's first APPA triple certified placenta encapsulation specialist, providing professional placenta encapsulation services from Houston's only freestanding commercial grade placenta preparation kitchen. Kleena hails from Ireland and currently lives in Kingwood, Texas with her husband of over 12 years and their three fantastic daughters, two of whom are darling hypnobirthing babies. She is a dedicated educator and loves to help families have joyful and empowering births. For more information about Kleena and her classes and services, visit the show notes for links to her sites and social pages. For today, Kleena is talking with us about hypnobirthing. What is hypnobirthing? Is it only for unmedicated births or out-of-hospital births? Do women really get hypnotized in labor? She's answering our questions and giving us the facts and debunking the myths of hypnobirthing. All right, Kleena, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Hi, Nina. Well, again, I'm so excited to have you here. And yeah, talking about hypnobirthing, you are a fantastic person to chat with since, as I said in your intro, that you are a hypnobirthing educator and you've been certified and you even had two hypnobirthing babies of your own. So I couldn't think of a more qualified person to ask these questions and get more information for our listeners. So I think some expecting moms have heard about this childbirth technique, but really aren't sure what it is. And as a birth doula myself, you know, I am trained and certified in several different birthing techniques, but I'm not as familiar with hypnobirthing as I am with, you know, other techniques. So can you tell us a little bit about what hypnobirthing is and how it all got started? Sure. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to your lovely podcast. I'm so excited to share hypnobirthing with all of your amazing listeners. And yes, I did. I had two absolutely beautiful hypnobirths myself. Uh, Two out of three of my births were hypnobirths. So you asked, um, what is hypnobirthing? I'm of course a little bit biased because I think it's an absolutely gorgeous childbirth education method. It spans five weeks long in classes and each class is roughly two and a half hours. And I will say to any couple who is intrigued or is in the early days of inquiring, I will say it'll prepare them beautifully all the way through their pregnancy right up to postpartum. There's no stone unturned. We talk about everything. Nothing is TMI. The fun thing about childbirth classes, and I guess you know this yourself, is you know, we come in on class one and everyone's quite shy, but by the end of class five, nothing is off the table. <laughs> everything, everything is open for discussion. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're talking about everything and anything. And the beautiful thing with hypnobirthing is we touch base on everything from bonding with your unborn baby and the importance of that, demystifying birth. I mean, so many women are just petrified of childbirth and they have every right to be because we don't speak about it in a very kind manner. And so this has been ingrained into us, I guess, from when we were teeny tiny little children, even babies in our own mummy's tummies. And so we talk about that. We talk about ways to demystify all of these myths and to return birth back to its instinctive manner and to educate our parents on what will actually be happening on the birthing day and how our body will be working on the day. So when the woman does go into labor, that she doesn't go into this panic, you know, she doesn't go into, oh my gosh, the day is here, because 
in reality, her body's been preparing for this big day for nine, nine and a half months. So it knows what to do. It's no surprise to us. You know, we've been carrying a baby all this time. And suddenly on our birthing day, you know, most women go into panic stations. And no, this is the day where you actually chill out the most and you relax. And we teach our mothers techniques to do just that. And of course, then our partners know what to do because they're fully educated too. So as well as all of the actual physical, what's going to happen on the birthing day, we talk about the emotional aspects. We talk about the bonding throughout the birthing experience, techniques to keep the mother calm, keep her happy, create a beautiful rush of endorphins as opposed to the, the restrictor hormones that generally come into play in childbirthing and slow birth down. And then, of course, breastfeeding, postpartum. This is where I... I just love, love, love teaching the postpartum segment of our classes because postpartum is something that's really, really close to my heart. This is what sets the woman up for success for the rest of her life, in my opinion. And I really work hard in preparing my partners on how to just help the woman heal physically, emotionally, spiritually and in every way, shape and form. And of course, create a beautiful bond as a family unit so that they can go into the big bad world themselves and thrive and survive. So hypnobirthing, I suppose in short, is a beautifully concise, evidence-based syllabus. We're constantly updating our syllabus to keep up with new research that's coming out and new data all the time. So it's a really, it's a lovely, lovely childbirth course for sure. I love that. That's so wonderful. So can you tell us what really makes hypnobirthing different compared to the other courses that people can find online or through their hospital or other childbirth classes? Yeah. So online courses are fabulous for very, very many people. We know this. But an in-person class, it's just so special. Bonds are formed, especially within hypnobirthing, because in my hypnobirthing class, I really get the parents to come into play. I get them to talk, to ask questions, to interact, to communicate, not just with me, the educator, but with each other as well. And you just don't get that when you're looking at a computer or you're looking at your phone at the end of the day. And so it's such a more of an interactive bonding experience as opposed to the online version. Hospital classes tend to be how to get the baby out and survive your birth. And hypnobirthing is definitely not how to get your baby out because we know how to get our babies out. Women just know this. Our bodies are innately designed to just, you know, expel the baby. It's our frame of mind. It's our emotional state. It's our support system that makes the huge difference here. And in the case of a cesarean birth, where sometimes the mother needs a little bit of help, or in the case of an induction where the mother needs a little bit of help, of course, her techniques are going to stand to her. We really, really emphasize empowerment in labor. And I've had some women have the most beautiful cesarean births or really, really joyful inductions. I'm the mother of a beautiful induction hypnobirth, all because of the tools and the education I got in my own research and my own classes. So there's so much that goes behind a hypnobirthing class when you compare it to other methods out there. What sets it apart? I've yet to really see a full method start to finish like hypnobirthing as regards the bonding. We go into the science behind why it's important to bond with the baby. We really probe our parents when it comes to asking them, you know, what are you doing on the daily basis to connect with your baby? Are you talking to your baby, your unborn baby that is? Are you reading to your baby? Do you know your baby has a taste in music? Do you know your baby has a certain taste in food right now? All of this is really important for our parents to know. 
And then, of course, the evidence-based, non-biased education, the full education syllabus. And then, like I said, the aftermath care, you know, the breastfeeding education, how to take care of the mother and how to help mother the mother all the way through. We talk about birth plans, birth preference sheets, and not just your standard, you know, how to have a baby birth preference sheets or what I want on my birth preference sheet. But we discuss all types of birth preferences because we know not every single birth is unicorns licking kittens. It's not a woman kind of going, achoo, and it's a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Although that would be quite nice. Yes, wouldn't it be? Yeah, it really, really would. But um, there's so many different types of birthing experiences. And, you know, I've had mothers experience them all from, you know, I had a mom give birth going down a highway. She was on the news and it was amazing. And she had a beautiful experience. I've had VBAC moms. I've had home births, hospital births, emergency cesareans, elective cesareans. I've had them all. And most beautiful thing is my mothers are coming away really empowered because they were given the education in class to make the best decisions for them and for their baby. And they were respected because the care providers knew they were educated. And this wasn't a sudden discovery from the care provider's point of view. This was something we worked on in classes all the way through. And every time the mother met the care provider in appointments, she double checked and she verified and she reminded all the way through. So this is something we really, really do focus on in hypnobirthing. That really sounds very educational and so thorough with everything that you've been listing. I mean, it really is rather than, you know, I know that some hospitals, they usually do like an eight hour course, whether it's broken up into two days, four hours, four hours, or an eight hour one day class. But this obviously being, like you said, five, five and a half weeks, two and a half hours each. Yeah, I mean, it's very thorough. So moms and dads are probably leaving a lot more educated and empowered and probably a lot more in tune with what they're wanting because sometimes you don't know. Oh, it's beautiful. It's the most exciting part of my air quote job is seeing all the parents come in in class one. And it's the very same for every childbirth educator. I firmly believe no matter the method. Everyone comes in in class one and there's this level of trepidation and nervousness and the, you know, sense from the partners I really need to be here. Like, you know, they're being dragged in many cases. <laughs> right. But with me, I, I just see every single week light bulbs going off every single week. I just finished a series and a particular partner, he came up every single week at the end of class and shook my hand and just the joy and excitement in his eyes was amazing I've had women call me not five minutes after the class going oh my gosh I cannot believe this is what we've done this class what is going to happen in next class they just are so excited and they're so proud of the work they are doing to welcome their babies and that's what's really really important is that they understand the magnitude and the gravity of the work that they're doing to prepare for their babies and I tell them this I tell them you know Write this down. Keep your handouts as a journal. Show your baby in years to come. This is how much you were loved. This is how much you were welcomed. This is how happy we were to have you in our lives. We did all of this to make sure your arrival was safe and happy and euphoric. We did this for you because that's how much you are loved. And it's just lovely. It's when a baby feels that, oh, good things happen, Nina. Good things happen. (laughs) I love that. So can you tell us what are those methods and techniques that families use when they're doing 
hypnobirthing? Because obviously it's hypnobirthing. It's got to be something different than just a regular childbirth class. So what are some of those methods and techniques that they are using? Yes. So we have three breathing techniques in hypnobirthing. We have calm breathing, birth breathing, and J breathing. Now, calm breathing is based off of a science when we do a certain breath in and a certain breath out. It calms down the central nervous system, which tells the rest of the body, hey, everything is okay. So it shuts down any panic receptors or any negative hormones that could come into our body. And it just releases a lovely sense of calm over the woman. Now, she'll do this breathing technique all day if she wants through throughout the birthing day as she leads up to the birth, just in life in general. And this particular breathing technique is a beautiful breathing technique, especially when she comes home from the birthing facility or after she's had the baby and she just needs to center herself because as a new mother we all know there are testing times to our days and not necessarily as a new mother but just a general a mother in general and we just need to calm our jets a little bit sometimes and this breathing this calm breathing can definitely do that for us then we have our surge breathing or our belly breathing our surge breathing is a breathing technique that we use specifically during each and every surge. So we have a different language in hypnobirthing. We don't use medicalized terms because they are exactly that. They're medicalized. And birth for many women isn't a medical event. So instead of calling them contractions, we call them waves or surges. And so during a woman's surge, she will just tap into her birthing body. She will connect real quick. And she will breathe and accommodate that surge because through her classes, she knows every time she breathes, she's providing amazing oxygenated blood and calm to the placenta, which then gets to the baby, which then gets to her lower regions, which helps it open up and flourish beautifully to allow the baby to descend. When she's doing this calm breathing, she's allowing the uterine muscles and the uterine layers to do their job, which is to move the baby down. So the surge breathing is really, really, really powerful. And believe it or not, when a woman does the surge breathing, it really makes the surges a lot more comfortable because she's assisting and she's not resisting. So very often a woman comes into surge and she instinctively holds her breath and kind of, what's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And she strains a little bit or she just simply closes her eyes and locks up all together and just holds her breath for the duration of the surge. And this isn't good because the fight, flight or freeze can kick in. And this is not optimal for a comfortable and easy birthing experience. When she's breathing and she's doing her surge breathing, she's really connecting with the baby. And the baby is provided with all of this amazing blood flow and oxygen. And the baby's loving it. The baby's not being deprived of any oxygen. And the baby's simply moving down thanks to this breath. So this is what she will do all day throughout her surges and even when she's having practice surges or Braxton Hicks leading up to the birth. Now, when transition hits and when it's time to bring the baby out, I will explain to my mothers, you'll feel this sensation of fullness on the perineum. You might feel the baby's head. You might feel the urge to maybe have a bowel movement or just bear down. This is obviously a sign the baby is coming. And the mother will simply switch into the J breathing. So this is a breathing technique that is used in yoga, I believe. I'm not a yoga expert by any stretch of the imagination, but my yoga moms tell me that this is a breathing technique that is used in their classes. And it's basically a down-directed breath. So we do a good full breath in. We bring the force of the breath all the way down, wraps around baby and brings baby out. And when a woman experiences the natural expulsive reflex, some women experience this, others don't. It just makes the birthing experience a little bit easier for her. When she breathes as the baby is coming out, she again is providing oxygenated blood to the perineum, to the cervix, to all of that area. 
and needs it the most. She's keeping her baby calm because, again, she's not holding her breath like we would traditionally see in the birthing room, which I'm sure, Nina, as a birth attendant, you've seen this a bazillion times. The standard, you know, we're going to bring your knees way past your ears and we're going to scream at you, push, 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 push. <laughs> right. And it's just the most phenomenally exhausting way to give birth to your baby. And it's a beautiful way to almost encourage tearing and hemorrhoids and damage to the birthing body when it's not necessary. So when a woman breathes her baby down, it's a lot more of a gentle effect for her body. And of course, the major player in the game here is the baby. So again, the baby who's initiated childbirth at the beginning has been brought down by the uterine layers and is now being breathed down and helped out by the natural expulsive reflex. It's just a natural continuum for the baby and for the mother. So the three breathing techniques are massive. We also teach deepening techniques, which are hypnosis techniques. So we teach progressive relaxation for the mother to where she will practice this at home. We do it lots of times in class, but she'll practice it at home, whereby she will teach herself to go into a really nice, quick state of relaxation just by simply saying a few numbers or by saying a color or by visualizing some letters. And when she does this in practice more and more and more, on the birthing day, all the partner would have to do was give her a gentle prompt and boom, she would just go into that immediate relaxed state and she'll be able to dismiss any distractions that are going on around her. She's never unaware. This is a, a kind of like a little myth with hypnobirthing is that you're kind of knocked out or that you're, you know, that you have no memory of what's going to happen on the birthing day. That's not true in the slightest. I mean, I can talk about my own first experience. I would listen to my tracks and I would go in and out of my own relaxation and calm and a freight train I say this to my students you know a freight train could have come through the room over and over again and it just simply wouldn't have bothered me I knew it would have been there but it just wouldn't have bothered me I was so in tune with my body and I was so able to dismiss any of those distractions and my husband had created such a beautiful cocoon for me to labor in that a freight train wouldn't have disturbed a single iota of my beautiful birthing day. So these deepening techniques are so powerful, Nina. They're really, really important. We have massage techniques. That's a very specific massage to hypnobirthing. It's called light touch massage. And it's not your standard, you know, counter pressure massage or your standard massage that you would receive in, in a massage therapy facility. It is done with a specific part of our hand. There's specific movements. And the idea is to cause a rush of endorphins. And we want this rush of endorphins because they shut down the catecholamines, which are negative hormones in the birthing body that cause the fear, tension, pain, or the fight, flight, or freeze. And when a woman is birthing and, for example, she's on her birthing ball and she's doing some hip circles or she's doing some beautiful pelvic motions on her birthing ball and her partner is wrapping his hands around her or bringing his hands up around her shoulders, doing the light touch massage, she's doing her surge breathing she's really close like she's really close to the end she will feel such calm and she will feel such support and she will feel such comfort when all of this is going on as opposed to the opposite so all of these tips and all of these techniques and all of these tools come into play at different aspects of the day for different women some women will use them all some women may use only one or two of the techniques but they're just really, really powerful. 
That is so powerful. And I love how you went over that with breathing, deepening, all of these different techniques. And when you said deepening, so I know that when women hear the word hypnobirthing, a lot of people think that the mother is going to be hypnotized in labor. So you're basically saying that that's not really true. It's more of a deepening technique. Am I understanding correctly? There's definitely hypnosis in hypnobirthing. It's hypnosis for childbirth. And Yes, deepening is also hypnosis. However, if anybody has entered into hypnosis before, and I'm not talking stage hypnosis or what we see, you know, for fun and games, hypnosis is simply suggestions. And the person who is being entered into hypnosis is either going to accept these suggestions or they are not. When a woman comes to me for hypnobirthing, I have a fair idea she's already going to be suggestive. She's already going to want to succumb to these suggestions because she's already here, right? She wouldn't be here if she didn't want to learn more. And so these suggestions are simply you are going deeper within your birthing body. You are connecting with your baby as a wave of calm washes over your body from your head to your forehead, to your jaw, to your neck, all the way down as you connect further and further with your baby. These are gentle suggestions that we give to the mother. We have tracks. We have hypnosis tracks that the mother will listen to, rainbow relaxation, affirmations, and she will use these in childbirth. The difference between the hypnosis we do in hypnobirthing and, say, stage hypnosis is stage hypnosis is for fun. Stage hypnosis is acting. Stage hypnosis is not actual hardcore proper hypnosis for all the world. Hypnosis for a lot of people is is similar to deep meditation, deep prayer. I don't know, uh, maybe some of your listeners will go to church on a Sunday and they could be, you know, at church or maybe they're deeply religious at home and they just get so lost, so profoundly lost in the words that are going through their head or their, their emotions they're feeling through their body and they just succumb and they feel a deep wave of relaxation and comfort. Or if you have a mother who meditates or does yoga or practices mindfulness and they get this simple wave of just joy and calm. That is what hypnosis for childbirth is like. So when a partner comes to the class, what does the partner learn and what do they do during the hypnobirthing experience to prepare for it and how can they support their laboring moms? Oh, I love working with partners. I get giddy. I just absolutely love working with partners. And the beautiful thing with the hypnobirthing syllabus, you ask me what's different about it, is we don't focus on just the mom. We don't focus on just the dad. We don't focus on just the baby or we don't focus on the partner. Rather, it's just the whole unit combined. And one thing I absolutely loved from my birthing experience is my husband was the best support system. And I don't know how he knew it was an innate um, ability for him. He was just phenomenal from start to finish. And I'm bringing a lot of what I learned in my own birthing experiences into my classes. What's really, really important for partners to know or what I love to see with my partners is they come into class one and they really have no idea. They just think they're coming to, you know, 1980s type of childbirth class where I will teach the woman to just get the baby out and they will go off into parenthood. And a lot of partners wonder, do I even need to be there? What's the point? It's her who gets the baby out. It's the nurses who are going to help her. What do you really need from me in the first place? And they're doing themselves such a disservice by thinking this way. They don't understand the gravity and the massiveness of a role that they have to play on the day. We joke what gets the baby in, we'll get the baby out. And 
even when it comes to IVF babies, you know, it was love and support that got the baby in, as well as uh, technology, of course, and the advancements of medical health. But without the love and without the support from the partner, the mother probably wouldn't be there in the first place. So when a partner comes into hypnobirthing, it's important that they attend all the classes, of course, but they learn from class one what is going to be happening to the birthing mother. They learn from class one, from the second they arrive, the instinctive nature of childbirth. They remove their own fears. So I know lots of educators see that birthing partners will come into class one and they're very, you know, medicalized. They want their partners to have a birth in a hospital because that's the best, safest place for the love of their life to give birth to the other love of their life. And if anything goes wrong, they are in the best place. And Maybe just maybe the mother doesn't want a hospital birth, but she's been petrified to bring it up because he is petrified to birth anywhere outside of a hospital. And very often in class one, when the partner realizes, hey, actually, birth is quite instinctive and it's kind of normal. It's kind of a normal event for her. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal after all. And she's a healthy woman. And yeah, she's having a healthy pregnancy and we're having a healthy baby. Huh, birthing center might not be the world's worst idea. Maybe we'll just go and interview. We'll just go check out this random place that my wife has brought up. And it's a lovely discovery for the partners. So that's where I see the most light bulbs go off is in class one. We teach the partners how to support the mother. We teach the partners the importance of being present, of eye contact, of touch, of protecting her space. I teach my families, you know, a woman can give birth to the best of her ability when she's feeling safe when she's feeling supported and when she's feeling loved. And if any of these components are off skew, then our birth will probably be a wee bit longer. It'll probably be a wee bit more arduous on our body and it won't be the world's most pleasant experience for the baby either. So as a partner, it's your job to protect our space, to make sure we're feeling loved, to make sure we're feeling supported, but we're respected all day long. And how you can do that is you can build a cocoon around the mother. You can talk to the team. I teach my partners how to speak to the care providers, that the care providers have massive roles to play and they're really important to people on the birthing day. But don't get jarred and don't get derailed by the white jacket or the blue scrubs. That your care provider is a person just like you and, and the birthing mother. They just went to school for a different thing. They're just experts in different fields. And they want what you want. You've chosen a great care provider. They want what you want. So talk to them. Have an open dialogue. Have a mutual respect. Let them know you're there to support your partner and that you know what you're doing. And when a care provider, a good care provider sees this, they're going to be so much more hands off. They're going to want to welcome you into the birthing experience. They're going to respect you a lot more. You're going to have a bigger role to play as a partner. So take advantage of that. Take advantage of the fact that the mother wants you there and wants you to have an active role. And all the techniques you're going to learn in the classes will help you with that, between speaking to the care provider, asking intelligent questions, standing up for the mother, the massage techniques, helping her with her breathing techniques, position changes in labor, position changes in childbirth, how to identify if something isn't right in pregnancy. If the mother comes home and happens to mention, you know, honey, I've had a headache for the past, you know, two solid days. How to identify red flags so you can gently say to the mother, you know, why don't we call the care provider? Teach my families how to identify breastfeeding issues, what to do in the case of breastfeeding issues, how to help the resources available, 
there's just so much, Nina, that the partners come away so prepared. You know, I joke with them. I tell them that when they're finished with a mother in a hospital birthing environment, that they'll just simply give her a kiss goodbye and run up and down the corridor screaming, who else needs help? Because they'll be so educated and empowered to help that they'll want to do it over and over again. <laughs> Racing up and down the hall. Who needs my help? I'm a mandula. I can help you. <laughs> and it's so exciting for them to see. Well, for them to not feel... They're not threatened. They're not intimidated. Yeah. Well, and I love that, you know, it makes them less afraid. I'll have a lot of dads unsure, afraid, you know, and to be able to know how to help their laboring partner and how they can be a good help because sometimes you know they feel like everything I do she doesn't like (laughs) so so being able to go to a class where you know they learn those tools and techniques to support her and to be a help that's so wonderful I love that and I know that a lot of women who seek out this childbirth course hypnobirthing a lot of them tend to want unmedicated births so that's you know not using any pain medication but what about the women who are pretty likely wanting an epidural or any women who experience anxiety, since this is a lot of, you know, mind over matter, you know, are those things that kind of really, this isn't the best course for them, if that's the right way to put it. I mean, can these women who are wanting an epidural or experiencing anxiety, is this also a good option for them as well? Oh, completely. So the beautiful thing with, and I get that all the time. I mean, I do a lot of birth fairs. I do a lot of, you know, interacting in the birthing world with women. And I will get the eye roll or the, oh, no, I'm having an epidural, so I don't need to do any of this. And that couldn't be further from the truth because with an epidural comes informed consent. With an epidural comes most likely, with an epidural most likely comes a catheter. With an epidural most likely comes restriction to the bed and restriction to nutrition and hydration and all of that important stuff. And just because you're having the epidural doesn't mean you can't use a peanut ball or just because you're having an epidural doesn't mean you can't have full autonomy over your body, doesn't mean you can't avail of massage, doesn't mean that you can't avail of mindfulness, of prenatal nutrition, of breastfeeding education, postpartum education. Believe it or not, Nina, I actually get quite a few women who come to my classes and in class one openly say, well, I am getting the epidural because of A, B or C. And these are very personal reasons and these are their reasons. And nobody can question that as long as the woman's making the decision herself. And it's really nobody's business what is going on in labor. However, it's important, in my opinion, that every woman is educated going in because so much can pop up and yes we can plan and we can plan and plan and plan and we can say we're going to have our baby at whatever day and we're going to have an epidural but spontaneous birth does happen and so many cases I know so many of my friends have had spontaneous labors and they just weren't prepared they weren't prepared they didn't have the techniques to help them on the way to the hospital they didn't have the techniques to wait until they are to get them through until the anesthesiologist came and in many cases they simply had their baby before they had the chance to get the epidural and birth was quite traumatic for them because they just weren't prepared so childbirth education in general and this is what we share this is a common denominator every childbirth educator has is it's about educating yourself and it doesn't matter so much the the hopes or dreams to have a natural birth or unmedicated or medicated or cesarean. But we all just want our women educated. 
all across the board. You just have to be educated and know what to expect. Because if you know what to expect, then you're going to be able to handle things that pop up a lot better. And if you're able to handle surprises along the way, then you can answer them and you can come to better decisions. And then you can leave your birth a lot more empowered because you know every decision you made that day, whether it was receiving an epidural, saying yes to the cesarean section, saying yes to the induction. You made those based on informed consent and your birth was yours. You're walking away feeling empowered and you're not walking away feeling that your birth was taken from you. So whether you are choosing an epidural, whether you are choosing the cesarean birth, I get so many twin moms who know they're going in for cesarean section. Absolutely know they're going in for cesarean section. They just want the education. They want to know what to expect. And I love it. I love it. I love that women and their partners are taking more control over their births regardless and especially with my anxiety moms there's quite a few care providers here in Houston who refer their high anxiety moms to me because they know what hypnobirthing can do whether or not she receives the epidural that's anyone's guess but she's a lot calmer in her prenatal appointments she's sleeping a lot better at night she's bonded a lot more she's a lot more relaxed throughout the work day or her day at home purely from the techniques that we teach in class and she's a lot calmer of a mother too because all of these techniques that we teach in our classes to help with birth, our families do carry them into parenthood with them. So for our high anxiety mothers, it brings their blood pressure down. It brings their catecholamine down. It brings their adrenaline level down. And of course, most important, especially towards the end, three, four weeks of pregnancy, it brings their cortisol levels down. And pediatricians are seeing more and more babies born high stress, high anxiety babies I had a child psychologist in my class once and she said her youngest patient was a five-year-old. And we know that stress in pregnancy gets to the baby. We know this. And by practicing mindfulness techniques such as hypnobirthing, listening to the tracks, practicing the breathing, especially coming up to the last month or so in pregnancy, really dramatically reduces those cortisol levels in the babies thus helping our babies sleep a lot better during the day or during the night. The effects on the baby is so massive. It's really important. I love that. That's so wonderful. Okay, so for all of our listeners that have heard all of this and maybe they're wondering, okay, where can I take a class? Where can I find these classes, a class near me, or where should they go? Right. So the beautiful thing about hypnobirthing is we are a global organization. I am a faculty member and master trainer for the Hypnobirthing Institute, and I get to boast I have some of the most amazing colleagues all over the world. And so I know that you have a global listenership. And so for those moms and those families outside of the United States or within the United States are looking for a class, hypnobirthing.com will be your best resource. So pop in your location and your radius and you'll find an educator near you. If you can't find an educator near you, so if you are in the countryside, in the middle of nowhere, and your nearest educator is two hours, still contact the Institute. There's lots of things we can work out for moms that can't physically get to a class near them. So definitely reach out to the Institute. For those who are local to me here in the Houston area, you can find my classes on bornfreebirthing.com. I teach in three locations, Houston, Kingwood, and the Woodlands. And I also teach private classes to where available. They tend to book up quite quickly. But my group classes are 
are throughout the whole Houston area. So yeah, bornfreebirthing.com. Fantastic. And then just for my own knowledge, okay, so we were talking about partners and what they can do to help support their laboring partner having a successful hypnobirthing birth experience. Well, sometimes we have more than just our partners in the room. You know, they'll have a doula or a friend or their mother. What are the things that we can do as support people in the room? help that family have a successful hypnobirthing experience. We didn't attend the classes. You know, you said that the partner is going to be helping her with those breathing techniques, those visualizations. You said rainbow and ABCs and those kind of tracks that they've been listening to to help her get deeper into her childbirth hypnosis. So what are the things that we can do, the mother, a sister, a friend, a doula, what are the things we can do to help that family as well with their hypnobirthing experience? Oh, there's just so much, Nina. And the sheer fact that you are asking this question just speaks volumes about the care that you offer your families. And you can really tell that when a doula wants to know more about the method of education the mother is going into, it just makes me so, so happy. You have no idea. And there's so much that you can do. The first thing I suggest to all of my mothers is to have your birthing partner or anybody who's going to be in the room with you, have them contact the hypnobirthing educator. I welcome doulas to my classes all the time. Funnily enough, this year in every single series of my Houston location, I have had a doula just audit. And these women have taken time out of their day every single week for five solid weeks and sat and audited the class for the betterment of their families. And I would say I offer to my mothers as well. I can meet people for coffees. I can do, you know, phone calls. I can talk whoever's going to be in the room through the techniques and go over the birthing plan, whatever it is to help get that person up to speed on the technique the mother will be using. But for those who can't make it to the class or for those who simply want to know how better to support the families, there's so much you can do. You can get involved. So start with the massage techniques. Encourage the mother to breathe. Gently encourage, of course. You can protect her space. Make sure there's an air of calm all day long. Help the partner to ensure that the birthing team, so the care providers, the labor delivery nurse, the other birth doulas, maybe there's a midwifery assistant, anybody else who's going to be in the room, have the partner really let them know what's going on and have open dialogue all day long and just make sure that space is being respected. Make sure if the mother wants to dim light that they stay dimmed. Make sure that the mother's birth preferences are being respected and the mother is staying calm. Really and truly get the birthing partner involved. Don't let them think that you're there and so all they have to do is just chill out and be on their phones all day. Like I said, for a birthing woman, it's important that our partners feel present. And as a doula, that is a huge part of our job to make sure the partner is present so the mother does feel loved. So do those massage techniques, encourage the mother to breathe, make sure her environment is as calm, is conducive to an instinctive birthing environment. Make sure she's moving around as much as she wants or as little as she wants. Make sure she's being hydrated and nourished as much as she wants or as, well, not as little as she wants because she really does need to stay hydrated and nourished. <laughs> right. yeah, no. But just make sure that she is feeling like the goddess that she truly is. And I suspect that you do that flawlessly. So I think you're perfectly fine. 
And I think any doula who comes into a birth will, will do a phenomenal job with a hypnobirth. Yeah, we just use different terminology. We use different breathing techniques. And it's important that they're up to speed on that because if a care provider suddenly starts screaming push at a woman, when the woman simply doesn't want to hear anything or she wants to hear her partner be the one directing her, it's important for the doula to be aware of this so the doula can gently kind of say, oh, actually, you know, we're going to use this terminology instead. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. I love that. I love it. So Kleena, can you tell us, how did you get started in all of this hypnobirthing? I mean, I know that you had two hypnobirths yourself, but what made you decide, okay, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to do this. Like, Tell us your story about how you got started into all of this. So I'm the mother to three beautiful daughters. And my oldest is nine. And I did absolutely no preparation for her birth. Facebook was just a, a thing back then. Groups were just a new thing back then. It was on a group. And that was about the only thing I did to prepare for my birth. And I knew I didn't want an epidural with her. And everyone had told me, don't bother. I had family members tell me, you know, they don't give out medals for natural childbirth. Just get the epidural like the best of us. I had one person close to me say, she laughed and she said, let me know how that goes. And she doesn't even have children herself. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I ended up with the epidural with my first birth. And while I had a beautiful care team, my care providers were fabulous. I love my care provider. I loved the, the whole team. They did exactly what I wanted them to do, and which was, you know, a plethora of drugs. And I was forcefully pushing for quite a long time and I suffered quite a decent amount of damage to my body. And my daughter was placed on my chest and postpartum depression set in immediately, literally immediately. And I hit it like the champion of a woman I am. I always say to my mothers, you know, we are brilliant at lying. Us women, you know, we're great at lying, especially when it comes to something like postpartum depression. How are you feeling? I'm great. And then we move on. And I did that. And it wasn't until, funnily enough, four years later, three and a half, four years later, I was doing my training for my placenta encapsulation and postpartum was a huge module. And I was studying that. I realized, oh, my goodness, I had postpartum depression. But I was preparing to get pregnant with my second child and I just did not want the same experiences I had with my first. And I found hypnobirthing and I just kept stumbling upon it one night on the computer and I decided, yeah, I'm going to give this a whack. I mean, we'll just give it a shot. We'll see how it goes. But the more I investigated and the more I learned about it, the more obvious it all seemed. Like, it's just obvious, you know, women are designed to do this. And in the absence of special circumstances, we don't need manipulation. We don't need outer entities telling us what to do or how to feel, that we have that innate wisdom. And it took me one rough birth to understand this. And so I did. I practiced hypnobirthing. I was induced. I was induced at almost 42 weeks with my second child. And it was amazing. It was so, so lovely. I was walking around all day wearing my own clothes eating, hugging my husband, watching TV on my birthing ball in the shower. It was just such a beautiful day. I dictated to when the Pitocin was administered, how much Pitocin was administered, when the Pitocin needed to be turned down. And I breathed my baby out in six amazing breaths. And it was just gorgeous. And what stunned me with her birth was I got out of bed an hour and a half later because I chose to get out an hour and a half later. We'd done delayed cord clamping, extended skin on skin. I was having my placenta encapsulated. My care provider hung back and chatted for like an hour, just chatted with me. When I was time to get out, I needed to use the restroom. And I got out and I walked upright to the bathroom and nobody was helping me. As opposed to my first birth where I was being held up by a nurse and my husband 
in the most undignified and mortifying manner. And I was being dragged to a shower because I had to get the epidural out of my system. And it was just a beautiful experience. And a year later, I vowed in my first year of my second daughter's life, I was going to become an educator. I was going to help women have these births. And I got trained under the founder of Hypnobirthing, Mickey Mongan, who became a really beautiful mentor and friend of mine. And I became trained. And I started my business, Born Free Birthing. And it is my solemn goal in life and my solemn promise in life to help women and to help their partners have better birthing experiences. Because when they do, their relationships are so much stronger. The woman comes out of the birth so much happier. She comes out so joyful and so empowered and whole and not beaten down, not robbed of a birthing experience, not battling war wounds that is going to follow her for the rest of her life. And we shouldn't be coming out of an ever birthing experience like that. And hypnobirthing gave me my joyful birthing experience. And with my third birth a year ago, it was a really arduous birth. It was a really, really hard labor. And it took me a long time to wrap my head around the birthing experience because it just was a longer birth. It was a more difficult experience all across the board. And if it wasn't for my hypnobirthing techniques, I think I can almost guarantee the outcome wouldn't have been the same. But thanks to my husband, thanks to my hypnobirthing techniques, I did birth my nine-pound baby instinctively and in the manner that I wanted, but I wouldn't have done so without those amazing techniques. And it's just life-changing. Hypnobirthing literally changed my life. And if I can help one woman have a better birthing experience and one partner feel involved and feel valued and feel respected, I can have just one little baby have a happier birthing day. And isn't that what it's all about? So that's why I do what I do. I love that. What an amazing and beautiful story. I so appreciate you telling us this incredible, incredible story. It's such an honor. And I know you know this too, because you're a birth worker and those who work with you all understand this. It is such an honor when a family invites us into such a sacred time of their lives. They may forget us. They may never think about us ever, ever, ever again for the rest of their lives. But they stay with us. And to be invited into a woman's life when she is going through such a pivotal, important transition is something as birth workers that we must understand and we must respect and we must see the gravity of. And it's never lost on me. I'm forever in awe of every woman, whether it's her first, her fifth, her ninth baby, whether, you know, whatever the experience she's seeking. I'm in awe of the fact that she wants to do this for the betterment of herself and her baby. She wants to do it to have a better experience. I'm just in awe of these people to take time out of their lives when we're so busy and we could be doing a million other different things. They're choosing education. And what a beautiful sign that is for their baby. So, yeah, how fortunate we are. Well, I couldn't say it any better. I love this. Thank you so much, Kleena. This was just fantastic information. I hope everyone that's listening also got the information that they were hoping for, looking for. And yes, just thank you again, chatting with me about hypnobirthing and shedding some light on a topic that is often overlooked during pregnancy and birth and really misunderstood. So this really cleared things up and I'm so grateful. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. This was so much fun. 
fun. Thank you, Nina. And if you need anything, just reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning in into today's episode. We'll be posting today's conversation on our baby chick Facebook page. And we'll, we want to hear your thoughts and experiences. If you had a hypnobirthing experience as well, as always subscribe to chick chat, the baby chick podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and of course our website, www.baby-chick.com. Thank you.